Scott, it was... When was the first podcast that we did? Oh, my. Wow. Let's see here. Six, seven years ago? That seems about right. Seven. Seven and a half. So we did a podcast called Popped Culture Podcast. We talked about movies and things with two of our friends. And everybody kind of grew up. Significant others and life and moving and all that fun stuff. But our dream was always to do what? Swear on a podcast. Sure. And when when we started this podcast, right? When you and I said, hey, I think we could still do this. Oh, oh, make lots of money. <laughs> Shit, yeah, yes. All right, <laughs> so so far our dreams are failing, except for the swearing part. We're winning. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott, and sitting across from me, three feet away, social distancing, is Willie! Hey, we're not really social distancing. Like, I could play footsie with you right now. You are playing footsie with me right now. Wait a minute. You don't have to tell him. That's not your foot. <laughs> don't actually do it. But no, we've, we've wanted to be able to record in person since we started, and... Uh, the weirdest part, I think, is making eye contact with you. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's like I should be looking down at the microphone because that's where your face usually is. It's about three <laughs> yeah. to four inches <laughs> lower than uh, where I normally would look. Uh, and I'm kind of looking at our recording stuff here because I have a computer set up. You have an iPad today. Yeah, we're going to have to make some awkward contact. Yeah. And uh, just because we're doing this kind of off the cuff, we are not recording video this week. So no YouTube on this guy, but there was uh, the previous episodes. Take a look at them. We'll try to post some clips, maybe make some fun content for YouTube later. But uh, if you enjoy the show, share it with other people. Let them know where they can listen to us, which is everywhere. And we're going to be doing more in-person content, and we're going to be figuring out how the hell this whole in-person thing works. The best part about doing this live, Scott, is that I can share video and we don't have to wait for a delay. Not that you would see a delay on the podcast or hear a delay on the podcast. I'm really good at fixing that. I saw this video earlier this week, and I think it was a TikTok that I saw. Naturally. And I want you to react to this and describe to the viewers what you're watching. <laughs> All right. The The title is, Had the Dude Rethinking His Whole Life. And there's a guy who looks like he's at a doctor's office right now. Uh, he's getting his neck adjusted by a doctor. <laughs> and... Another doctor who looks exactly like him just came in. Where'd the other doctor go? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so the doctor posed the skeleton behind him and I don't know where he went. This has to be like a, what's that show with the four dudes that like try to do pranks and stuff? Do you know what that's like? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know the show that you're talking about. International House of Pancake Comedy or something like right. that. No, this is this is just like a true TV skit, which normally is, is fairly garbage. But I lost it when I saw this. So part of the joke is that it, it's almost like a magic trick that he's playing on somebody. So he comes in thinking he's working with a real doctor. Yeah. Who says, oh, you're having pain in your neck. That could cause things like headaches, back pain. And right, hallucinations. And hallucinations. And then he disappears. And immediately that same doctor opens the door. And when the guy is like, WTF, this guy was just behind me talking to me. He's in front. He turns around and sees what? A skeleton. A skeleton model. What would you have done in that moment? Had you ever been genuinely surprised by a magic trick? 
Oh, oh, there's tons of magic tricks. Um, I just watched this thing on Netflix. I can't forget it, but it was a one-man show where he was basically telling the story of his life, and he was doing all this magic, and it was great. He he put this brick on a table in front of the audience, and it was a gold brick, and he made it disappear on stage. Like, he just had it on a chair, put a cloth over it, or walked in front of it something, made it disappear. And then he said... Later on, this brick is going to be... He, oh, he had somebody call out a cross street. And he's like, it's going to be on that cross street. What? And then at the end... Like, you, this is early on in the show. Okay. And at the very end of the show, he, like, never acknowledges anything else. He just says, like, go on, live your life, be good. It's it's an amazing... I'll, I'll look it up here. Derek Delgadio. Like, okay. go watch Derek Delgadio in and of itself. It was uh, it was trending for a little while, but no more spoilers because it, you just have to watch it. Y- you don't want to be spoiled by magic tricks. No, no, no. Uh, but this one I'm just going to give away because it's been out for so long. But anyway, the very end credits mm-hmm. are like him thanking people and like people in the production. But in the background is video of people going to the cross street from that show and seeing the brick. Uh-huh. And every single show is different because he just has a random person like yell out a thing, yell out two streets. The the magic that has to happen in the background is they yell out the street, and there's some PA who's yeah. just hauling ass to yeah. that intersection. Yeah, regardless of how far it's away it's in it New is. York. This could be hundreds of streets away, you know, uh, or it could be like right outside the theater. And yeah, we figure out how to do it. Like this this trick. Did you look at the comments for the reveal? Is it twin twin brothers or anything? Because I don't understand where that doctor went. (laughs) I know it's a TV show, but, like, that dude should be able to look around and see, like, oh, there's a hiding place or something. Like, how does he get out of the room? Uh, It has me thinking I'm hallucinating just from watching it. Well, you're definitely the voice of the audience here because it says, so how did he do it? He went from taking his hands off of him to immediately knocking on the door. Even if there was a hidden exit door in the back, how did how is that physically possible? Right. There's so many ways. I, I I think that's the the allure of magic is that like there's no real way to wrap your head around it. So it's probably like the prestige, and he's just killing that doctor in the background the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> My real question with bringing up this post is the the practical joke of it. Right? They're they're playing a joke on this person to make him think he's crazy. Did you ever do practical jokes on friends or family members that either you went too far with or was like a consistent thing that you tried to joke with somebody about? Oh, man, no. I wish. The only thing, I think we've talked about this early on in the podcast, is in my um, my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. we pranked a substitute teacher and made her think we were a freshman level uh, history class. No, so, you didn't tell me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, our psychology teacher also teaches intro to history and senior level psychology. We are man, 30 students and okay. we show up one day and on the whiteboard it says psychology, you know, discuss chapters, blah, blah, blah. American history, watch this video on Martin Luther King. And so we all show up before the sub does. The sub shows up like five minutes late and we're all just wondering, you know, you're playing that thing like, oh, if they're not here in 10 minutes, we get to leave, bro. (laughs) And so she shows up. We had all kind of discussed like, oh, I want to watch that Martin Luther King video. Like, why don't we just pretend we're the freshman class? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, lady walks in. She's like, okay, which, 
which class are you? And we held it the whole time. We, we just convinced her the whole time. We watched the Martin Luther King video, which was great. Even though there's always that one student that cries if they get like a A minus on a test. That person put their head down the whole GD <laughs> class. <laughs> I hate that person. I hate them. But he's, I think he's like a rich scientist or a doctor these days. So, I mean, I'm good for envious him. of them. Not... I'm, I'm sorry, Brian, but uh, I'm, I'm happy things turned out well for you. <laughs> so I never played a bunch of pranks on people. But can I share with you something that my dad did back in the 90s? with him and his boss at his previous job no absolutely not okay never mind yes yes okay (laughs) so uh he worked at this printing company and he was like one of the lead sales guys and his boss was the owner of the company obviously right they always tried to one-up each other so it started one day where the guy got this industrial sized saran wrap and saran wrapped my dad's car. Like, all sides saran wrapped the whole thing. It was nuts, right? I, not a saran wrap, not a sponsor. Whatever the generic version of that is. That's a good, but an evil prank. So my dad filled his entire office with balloons. Had them all filled with air. And, like, every ten or so he would fill with shaving cream. Oh! So as he's popping them, they're exploding everywhere. <laughs> So then it got really bad. Do you remember the heyday of Tickle Me Elmo dolls? Oh, yeah. What, for the younger audience that listens, they're like, that doesn't mean anything. What does a, that mean? It was a small, uh, I don't know, maybe like a foot tall Elmo doll that if you like touched him on the stomach, he would just do his Elmo laugh. And it was a little animatronic thing. Mm-hmm. It, it was the toy to have that Christmas. I think it inspired the movie Jingle All the Way. Could have been. Sure. Right? It was that toy that, like, people would fight in stores to get to make sure that they were able to surprise and get it for their kids. Mm-hmm. And I think it was less the kids wanted it and more the parents wanted to be the ones to get it. So, my dad took out an ad in the newspaper, which is the oh. way you advertise back oh. in the day, oh. 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 that said, I have Tickle Me Elmo dolls for $200. Call this number. No. And he was getting phone calls for weeks leading up to Christmas. Angry people that he just had... You didn't have call blocking back then, so it was just your whole <laughs> number just rang constantly. People looking for Tickle Me Elmo dolls, and they couldn't get them. This dude's picking up the phone, I don't have Elmo! <laughs> it's like his wife, you know? They're probably divorced now because of this. <laughs> your dad ended up winning. <laughs> well, hold on. The next year, this went oh, on for years. no, they're not done. This was pretty much the end of the prank war. So back in the day... They're, they're just services didn't exist they weren't as attainable as they are today so at the end of christmas everybody had real christmas trees in the 90s yeah you couldn't really go and get a fake one that was kind of a joke that people would do kind of chuggy yeah yeah very much chuggy so the prank that that the following year the prank that my dad's boss played on him is he did the same type of advertisement in the newspaper but in this case it was if you bring me your Christmas tree and lay it on this address on this uh, driveway, we will dispose of it for you for free. Because it used to cost money. Ah. You couldn't just put it you just couldn't put it in the in the garbage. Like our driveway had hundreds of Christmas trees. <laughs> the amount of money it costs to dispose of it, my dad was like, we're done. 
We're a hundred percent done. Like thousands of dollars to dispose of all these Christmas trees. Oh my gosh! I was gonna ask when did your dad and this guy end up getting married? <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know that they ended it at least on you know somewhat good terms. Do you know they still talk? Like yeah, my my dad uh, built relationships with people all the time, so he talks to okay. everybody in his past. I was afraid he was gonna say, "Oh no, he killed the guy." <laughs> He buried him with the Christmas trees. So I swear to God, if you do it again. <laughs> speaking of, wow, we talked about a lot of things right there. But speaking of magical things mm-hmm. and uh, trying to win, you know what's coming up very soon, Willie? Uh, yes. The Olympics. Yes. The Olympics are late. back. A year late. Uh, uh, understandably. Late, yeah. The 2020 Olympics are about to happen <laughs> in Tokyo. And this week in r slash interesting AF... There is a video of Olympic gold medalist Katie Ledecky. Do you know who she is? No. She's a swimmer and an amazing swimmer. Okay. Uh, she swims with such precision. This is called swimming with a glass of chocolate milk on her head. And I want you to watch what? this video at the, uh, the level of skill that it takes to be this athlete. Okay. So she's in the pool just kind of resting at the beginning. She has a normal pint glass full of chocolate milk she has a uh a snorkel snorkel thank you what what kind of stroke is she doing she's just doing a normal free stroke right yeah like her head is staying above water she has a snorkel so she doesn't have to worry about it but that glad i mean that's a magic trick there's no way that's real are you telling me that she's literally swimming with a glass of water on her head and it's not moving it's milk and I don't know if this is an ad for, uh, you know, Got Milk, you know, if they're just going away from the mustache and now just showing off. But that glass of milk doesn't spill a drop. The, uh, the muscle control, like, just the total body control you have to have to be an Olympic athlete is is unfathomable for, like, the average human being, right? It's, it's insane. So I, I have some commentary about the Olympics. I'm not a, a, a big sports viewer, right? I've played sports, but I don't really care to watch sports. Not even the Olympics? Except for the Olympics. Yeah, me too. To me, it's always been like the pinnacle of athleticism at every level. Agreed. And it's so fascinating to watch. One of the things that kind of blew my mind, my I had family members that grew up swimming, so they had a lot of commentary about, about swimming. And Michael Phelps, when we were younger, right? Yeah. In our early 20s. Uh, he was like the pinnacle athlete in the Olympics. Still swimming, probably is. Swimming god. So he would... Swim he, god. <laughs> he would do his his whatever distance it is. It's in meters, right? 100 meters, 200 meters, right. whatever. He would do those activities at full steam, win these records, and then because he had so much lactic acid in his muscles, do you know how you get that out so that you can perform the next day? Yes, but... If I say it, does that make this not a family-friendly show anymore? We've never been family-friendly. And yes, the Olympics, as tradition, give out condoms. Anyways, you just go swim. What? That's it. You just work the muscles, and it'll work itself out. So, like, it's essentially like if you and I... So, wait a minute. Out of shape people just go for a... Like, we go for a run. No, we have a shape. It's just, you know, it's like a sack of potatoes. (laughs) Sure. Well, we would take our lazy sack of potatoes after going for a run, which would challenge us to our extreme, and then we would just walk. And that's how you would get out the cramps. Oh, so he would swim slower, not... I thought you meant he swim as fast as he just did. Yeah, no, but how counterintuitive is that? That the way that you... 
cool down from your workout is do more of the same thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's really cool. Uh, did, what's your favorite sport then? What's your favorite thing to watch in the Summer Olympics? Beach volleyball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, yeah, same. They work out. <laughs> Probably mo- most of the swimming sports. I think the swimming and diving is really cool. Man, yeah. There's, there's going to be some new, like, I don't know, is skateboarding a thing this year? Is it? I think so. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know the other thing that I think is super fascinating, mainly because of the hype that's surrounded, is gymnastics, the floor activity, when the when the girls do all the, like, the mm-hmm. flips, the hype from their team on the sidelines is the thing that just like energizes the room, and I enjoy watching those. Yeah, 100%. And good luck to Simone Biles, who is probably going to dominate. Like She's been in the news recently about how... She did this pommel horse or, uh, you, you know, the thing where you run really far and then you, like, do the springboard off the thing and you do the flips in the air and you look like basically like a superhero. Yeah. Because they are. And, uh, but she is so good that the routine she submits, because you have to submit right what you're going to do to the judges so they can judge you on technical and form and stuff. The thing that she submitted is dangerous to other people to try and attempt like that's how good she is so people are like giving her crap because they're afraid that all these other people can't do it that's like saying michael phelps even though we know like you have this weird like he his body was shaped different so he was just able to become a stronger human like Mm -hmm. even though you're better than everyone don't just don't be good don't 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 do don't do that no no stop please we don't want to give out we don't hey, want to give you the gold every single time. Hey, Simone, we, uh, I, we have a heart. Okay, we we just can't. <laughs> like you can, but but we can't. Right? Uh, could you? Do you think maybe you could just like take a couple lines off of this routine? Could you flip less? That's like, uh, hey, Thor. None of us can pick up the hammer. So <laughs> do you just want to exclude that from the next activity so we can all keep up? Yeah. Can you just fight without the hammer and? Uh... Tune in to, uh, you know, I think it's still NBC that's got him, you know. I don't think Bob Costas is around or maybe he is. He's, anyway. he's still alive, but okay. he has enough money from, you know, that when he uh, was the star of the movie Basketball, he makes all of his money from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. I want to talk about athleticism a little bit more. This week in r slash next effing level, there is a video... From American Ninja Warrior. Have you ever watched this? Yeah. Only for a little while, though, because like, it was like, I'll never be able to do that. The title of this was Speechless. Just Speechless. Now, most of the people that you see on American Ninja Warrior are the, like... Adults. A, adults. American, like, superhero-level fitness. Yes. Right? And to watch them just breeze through these things or potentially struggle is like, okay, that's understandable. You're a superhuman. I'm never going to be able to get there. I say adults because compared to them, we are children. Speaking of children, let me just play this video for you. What are you watching, Scott? I'm watching children who are in the uh, American Ninja Warrior trial thing. This is the the full adult gauntlet, by the way. It says Ninja Warrior Junior, but they're doing exactly the same thing that the adults would do. The same. And they are so fast. I, I Do you think, think it, you could have done this when you were a kid? No. 
I was afraid to climb a tree. Let me tell you, let me tell you a story that my parents love to joke around about. We installed a fence because we had a dog that would like, we had a border collie. She would want to run around and, and run away from everybody. So we installed this like wooden fence where the posts came to points. Panels. Stakes? Wooden stakes. Yeah, they went to a little point. Okay, so American dream, white picket fence. Yeah. Uh, so back in the, the late 90s, there wasn't technology to buy. So one year for Christmas, my parents just bought me rope. Like the same rope that would be... Did the note say get good or kill yourself? I mean, <laughs> so, so That's so dangerous. You, you, know the, you know the rope that is always is always used as the joke version of rope to hang yourself. Sorry, trigger warning. But like that type of like brown kind yeah. of tough rope. It was just a big roll of that. Okay. And they were like, have fun. Here's some rope. I mean, it's kind of used for battle rope right now. Like the, the big things that you swing with your arms, you know, it's chained to a... So me, on the other hand, because I am definitely not as athletic as these children, we had some friends over and we flipped it up over a tree limb in my yard. Oh gosh, I don't like where this is going. And what we were doing is we were just like, on the ground, we would like grab it and we would swing, right? We'd see how long we can hold and we could swing. A few of my friends were like, Willie, I think you could take it further. Let's see how high we can swing. (laughs) By the way, real quickly, while, while Willie pauses dramatically to work through his childhood trauma... Do you remember when you had to do, like, the presidential fitness stuff in gym class yes. and you had to climb the rope? I, like, jumped up on the rope and said, finished! <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, of all of, like, the obstacle course races that I've done, I see the rope and I go, nope, and I move along. Yeah. I don't I don't touch it. I've seen somebody fall and break their neck yeah. during a race. Oh, no. Terrifying. Anyways, similar to falling and breaking your neck... I climbed up onto my fence, grabbed the rope, went to jump, and guess what happened? Did the this... rope came loose. Oh, did the spike go up your butt? It went up my back. Oh! <laughs> yep, it, it went in about an inch on my, on my lower back. Ah! I still, to this day, have a little bit of back pain, but I'm kind of bouncy. Like, children are at their age, fallen. I kind of, like, like had this spike here, and I flexed myself up and off the spike and onto the ground and then my mom had to bring me to the hospital i was gonna say did you stand up and like is it good am i good and then you like show one side and looks fine but then you look at the other <laughs> side and it's just gushing blood. <laughs> so needless to say these children are like future olympians to be able to go through a course like, could you do that never i mean even in my uh childhood prime like Oh, I played baseball, you know, I, w- I wasn't very limber and stuff. I would I would have loved to do those big type of swings. Or, uh, maybe, depends on how old they are. I mean, I remember being in elementary school, like fifth, sixth grade, and just going as high as you could on the swings, and then like jumping off and like doing backflips and like landing in those Wait, rocks. you did the backflip? You did the, like the Oh, I never did the flip. Okay. I would always jump off and do like, pretend I was flying for just a second, and then... Then you realize, like, man, it kind of hurts landing if you uh, if you don't land the right way. So uh, that that was that was the uh, the extent of my uh, height. I, I guess fear of heights disappearing because, like, after that, it just only got worse. At the end of the day, Scott started showing up to elementary school wearing knee braces, just like, guys, I I've had one too many jumps off of this. I'm gonna protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of waiting. This week in r slash gaming, 
The title is The Steam Summer Sale Starts Soon, but it's a meme, and oh, it's no. a Pikachu-based meme. Uh, Two-panel, over-under. The first one is a cute little Pikachu with words next to him saying, buying a game on release day. And the bottom panel is a Pikachu with sunglasses on. That says, buying a game one year later with all the DLC included. Now, Willie, my question to you is, with E3 being this past weekend, mm-hmm. and all these super cool games that are being announced, are you the type of person who pre-orders, like a dumbass, buys it day one on release because it's the same thing, and that digital stuff you can't take with you, or do you wait until six months later or a year later and all of the DLC is released and then you jump in and get the game for the same exact cost just with all that stuff you could have gotten or even less. You could have, It could be less with all the cool crap that you could have gotten day one. That's a really great question. When I tell people that I, that I game, they usually think through this giant catalog of, of games. But the reality is far less exciting and kind of makes me feel sad. Probably eight years ago, you had told me that there's this new hot game coming out and you should get it. I remember that conversation. We were uh, we were going to the Electric Fetus for some reason. I don't remember why, but we were going there and you're like, you, you have to get this game. It was the original Destiny. And the reason was, is because you said you loved Call of Duty so much. And I think I even got a copy of Call of Duty just so that we could play together. The reviews that were coming out on this game, like the hype around mm-hmm. this game, was immense. And that was during beta, because I was like damn near day one of Destiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But you were Activision through and through, like mm-hmm. or whatever the other company was at the time. Activision was Call of Duty. Okay, yep. but that's all you were. It was like this, and I was like, okay, well this looks like it's going to be a shooter game, and super hype in beta... You should check this out because I think you would like it. I think it'd be a game for you. I didn't even have an Xbox at the time because uh, I had just broken up with my girlfriend a little while prior. And I thought if I wanted to get another girlfriend, I would need to not have any video games in my life. But since you were so into them and, you know, we were friends, I was like, you'll like this game, I think, based on what I'm reading. The next thing you know, not only does Willie love it. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) He's so into it that he says, Scott, you need to get an Xbox and play this game. Yeah. If you get an Xbox, I will buy you this game. And that's how I got my first copy of Destiny and got into the game that we still love to this day. So okay. you so you understand the original question is, do I buy this DLC? If it's a game that I don't care about... No, do you buy the game in... Do you, do you pre-order... Do you get the game day one, or do you get it later? I understand my investment into a game. What I'm looking at right now is, in Destiny, the first version, I played 877 hours. Can you do some quick math with your telephono and figure out how many days? Uh, 37 days. So you played it for just over a month. Straight. Straight. And then another 36 days in Destiny 2. So total, I've played 72 days of Destiny. If it's a game that I am hyped about, I, I pre-order it right away. I throw my money into this saying, you are going to get me for the next decade of my life. Yeah. 
welcome to the team. Yeah, yeah, that was the plan, too. They said this is possibly like a decade game that they wanted to continue with. But if it's a game that I don't care so much about or I'm not, somebody hasn't sold me on it, I'm not one of those people that's going in there and buying like 20 games in the Steam sale. That, I have never purchased a game during Steam's annual sale. No, neither have I. This past week we posted something on our Instagram from uh, the comic artist Senior Graffo who saw this new Battlefield trailer and said, oh my gosh, this is so cool, I can't wait to not order it until the reviews come out and we realize that it's a fully complete game because otherwise it would just be a giant waste of money and then in the background is Cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably people listening to this who've played video games since like Super Nintendo, Nintendo early days and will say... I would spend $40, $50, $60 on a game, and it was the disc. It was finished. It was done. Same, yeah. Cartridge and disc-based mediums, like, you had to be finished because it would fit on a certain spot or a certain space, and if you didn't have anything or, like, if you came out with another thing, you'd have to put it on another disc. The, The argument I have there is that that was smaller production studios, less scale, a game that wouldn't necessarily last as long. The replayability was awesome because there wasn't a lot of things. There wasn't choice, right? Statistically speaking, if I were to give you a, a choice of, say, like 100 games, and you got to pick your favorite, you would find less satisfaction over time than if I said, here's 10 games, find one that you're satisfied with. You would be able to pick one out and say, like, I'm way more satisfied. Mm-hmm. I, I saw this statistic the other day. I think that the solution to this like wide breadth of catalog of games available to us is developers need to find ways to do in-game purchases, which I know is controversial, but they have to make the game free, which Destiny has found a way to do. Here's here's a game that you can play. Try it out. See if you like it. Here's all these things that you can buy to support us. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, and and there's definitely different uh, differences between games that are on rails, where they just have a story that you follow from start to finish, uh, and then these open world slash service as a service games that basically try to get you into their their little world and stay there as long as possible, and then pay for cosmetics and stuff. I think going forward, as we see more of those games, it's just going to have to be we're going to have to change how we spend our money because we're so used to that model especially coming from you know our generation where we grew up with this with nothing else we didn't we never had dlc you just bought the second game or you know part two or it never happened and the developer went broke so for me that's hard i'm I'm normally a frugal person i like to do my research and stuff so i'm never going to be that day one guy unless i get hype and all of the reviews match up and I will have already played it for two months, and Scott will be like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the first live in-person episode of the podcast. And we are all over the internet. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can tweet at us. You can watch us on TikTok. You can see us on Instagram. And as always, no matter what you're into, whether it's they did the math, what's wrong with your dog, old school cool, or Destiny the Game. There's a sub for that!